Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what I'm saying? It's the end of the work week. And I know everybody is ready to sit down and relax and hang out and chill out. So uh, I'm your host, of course, uh, Quentin. This is the Manology Podcast. Uh, basically, on this evening, man, I got um, I want to kind of talk about something. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys are big YouTube watchers, but I am. And so I've been kind of looking at a lot of things around church and how social media has been used, the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, I reached out to a couple of my pastor buddies. Uh, my buddy, Pastor Kellen Brooks of Pentecostal Temple Church of God in Christ in Inkster, Michigan, and Pastor AC out of Saddleback, L.A. And I threw this question to him about it. So is social media bad or good for the church? And they jumped on it. They said that they want to get on here and talk about it. Uh, so I know my normal day is Thursday nights, but I thought, hey, it's Friday. It's a good discussion. I got these two young millennial pastors and they're going to kind of bring us up to speed on social media, telling us whether, you know, talking about the good and the bad, because we know both are there. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, Pastor Kellen Brooks. Uh, Pastor AC will be joining us soon. Uh, we're going to bring him on in once he's available. Uh, but right now I got Pastor Kellen here and we're about to get down to it. Yes, sir. Yo, Pastor Kellen. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's going good. Yes, you were sir. telling me, man, you had that long day today. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can have some fun here to lighten up the day. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, uh, but uh, like we were talking about, man, uh, is social media bad or good for the church? Uh, you being a new millennial young pastor. Um, yeah, <laughs> centered in the middle of Church of God in Christ, uh, which is has a background to the 1900s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It flows yeah. all the way back in the beginning, 1920s, I think, 1930s, somewhere around there. Um, and so seeing that the history that they have there and uh, the historical history that they have there and then social media being something that is like you know, rah, it's like in your face. How yeah. has that been for you to be able to adapt to the new, you know, to being able to bring your church into the social media platform? Yeah, totally. Well, first, uh, thanks for having me on the Manology Project. Again, I think the yes. last time we did it was right before the pandemic. Yes, so it was. This time last year, man. So it's good to be back. Shout out to Pentecostal Temple PT. We repping yeah, the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, man, I, I will say that, uh, you know, I think this is a great discussion, a great question for sure. Um, I feel like the church has always um, utilized the best methods that were at its disposal yeah. um, for doing ministry, you know, throughout the ages. I mean, Go back to the uh, Gutenberg press. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. all of these different shifts in technology. Um, I think the church is always uh, utilized. Sometimes the church is late coming to the table. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of just the nature of the beast. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have the same resources and finances and things of that nature. 
uh, or even just, um, I guess you could say, the secular know-how. Yeah. Then sometimes, you know, the, the tools that the world is using to promote and move. Uh, sometimes the church is, is like getting to that because we're just in two different businesses, if I could put it like that. Right. But nonetheless, um, church is catching on, and you know, with the advent of social media and internet and things like that, uh, you know, the reach is broader. Um, you know, the church is doing more innovative things to to get the gospel out. But of course, with every advancement, there's always um, a negative side or a negative right. flip side uh, to that advancement. I'd say for for our church, man, um, this year alone has been major in terms of uh, reach, simply because people just aren't going to church right now, right? You know, some <laughs> places are opening back up. And even with our church being back open, um, we only see about 30 people on a Sunday. Okay. Which is a, a radical shift from, you know, 150 plus, right? Right, right. Um, so, you know, the pandemic time, it's kind of shifted my mind on the uses of social media and, and internet and virtual church. Because I, I, and, I, and I'm still of the mindset by and large that there's something about being present with people. Right. Um, there's something about being in physical fellowship. And uh, I, think, I think everybody <clears throat> knows that in their heart, which is why people want to go to restaurants People want to be at a bar. People want to be right. at the movie, right? Because right. there's that that human factor. So I would say that, I mean, I've kind of been uh, on a few things um, since the pandemic because I realized, man, even when this thing is over, there are still people that I shepherd and pastor who, for whatever reason, will not be able to physically be present, right. you know, whether they're sick and shut in, yeah. whether they're, you know, out of town or whatever the case is, man. Um, but of course, guess the question now is like how faithful to the call, you know, while employing these, uh, these new methods, that was just the long answer to say it's going okay. And, uh, I'm looking for for ways to do it greater, man. (laughs) No, listen, this is the thing though. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a long answer because it's literally just the, the guy's honest truth is that, uh, church is normally behind the eight ball. Um, yeah. But but like you said, the, the way that the, with COVID hitting and it literally kind of thrust the church into a position uh, to actually get get caught up, get sped up, get get your young people involved, get some, you know, everybody get in that brainstorming around. How do we actually activate the ministry to be able to actually uh, not regain, but to actually gain or to be able to hold the interest of not only your members, but. Mm-hmm. You know what? We got uh, uh, billions of people that are actually searching every day online yeah. for ministries. Um, yeah. I mean, like even our church, our pastor was like, yo, you know, we uh, during the COVID, we still were able to gain like 96 new members. Um, but then right. we have a and which was a beautiful thing. But then he the the, the best thing was that we were able to gain this new audience that was online. So, right. hey, right. Ho- hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut in here, but I, Pastor AC has just joined us. I'm about to yes, bring yes. him right on in. Oh, yes. Pastor AC. Yo. <laughs> What's up? What's up? 
What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. You came in right at the right time. I I can it's, go back and uh, ask it, you this. It says I'm in the show. You listen. You in the am show? I, am I in the hell? <laughs> you you, you okay. in there, man? Hey, uh, I just asked Pastor Kellen uh, with the whole Kellen. Oh my God! What's up, man? My bro, dude, it's been a, it's been a year. Like we were we were in each other's physical presence. I know, I know. Last <laughs> year, that's crazy. I'm coming. I'm coming in, in soon, dude. We got to connect. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All right, I don't want to take over, so go ahead. Go ahead, host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see how my young bro do this. Do hostess, do hostess with the boasters. Let's go. No, but uh, but I was just asking Kellen, uh, since the church is normally behind the eight ball when it comes to technology, uh, and then you guys being new millennial young pastors, is that what have you done out there at um, the Saddleback LA to be able to keep the your the members engaged? using the social media platform like what are some great things and tools yeah. used to be able to do that well one i'm sure i'm sure kelly can attest to this is mm -hmm. just people being able to utilize on the other end <laughs> uh yeah. is a part of the part of the the kind of the connection piece is helping them kind of learn you know new technology during this season we know you know, teachers who have had to teach are now having to be tech specialists as well. Right. So I would say, uh, of course, we are using technology, but that's been the toughest part is not only offering the technology, but we got to offer training as well. Um, so our biggest things we use, obviously, social media, so Facebook. Um, a lot of people are on Facebook, so we've we've already had a community, a private community for our church on Facebook, where people can, you know, share prayer requests and and can be prayed for by their church family or things that are going on. You know, COVID's been crazy, so if you've got family members that are sick or or whatever, we're able to pray in real time, um, but also celebrate with one another. Um, and so that's been a huge uh, option. But in terms of like gathering, obviously Zoom, I'm sure every church is connected to Zoom. Um, we don't do services necessarily through Zoom. We, we do gatherings okay. on Zoom. Um, and so that's been kinda a explain, huge. Kind of explain that part though, like what not having a service uh, per se, but then what you know, kind of give us a breakdown on the gathering portions, like a small group. Or... Yeah. Well, the main goal is for people to see one another because that's been what's kind of missing is, you know, our main services are streamed, so through website, and um, you know, we we launch those to our Facebook pages and to uh, YouTube. But in terms of gathering where your members can see one another, see each other's face and be able to talk, Zoom has been super helpful uh, in that capacity. And so, um, you know, our main goal is that's pretty much our main goal. But we do come together um, to, to fellowship. We'll sing together and, and um, obviously pray for our church and for our country and all of the craziness that's been going on. Um, and then also 
you know, I'll share a devotion or, or have someone come in and share, uh, share something. So it's just really the, the goal is fellowship though. Cause that's, that's what has kind of been removed as we've kind of been pushed out of the, you know, the building and into, you know, meeting online. Yeah. So with yours, Kellen, I mean, how do you guys on that fellowship piece as well? Like, how do you guys center in on, cause I mean, of course the social distancing. So how do you guys actually center in on that uh, from, you know, your church perspective? Yeah, totally. Well, um, you know, during the summer months, uh, we plan to g- <clears throat> gather outside again. Which so I told you that was dope. The outside yeah. stuff was dope. And it's crazy, man, because, you know, there were some churches that jumped on it quick and started doing church outside. But COVID was so new and we just didn't know how it, we didn't know how it worked. And I was just right. like, nah, let's just, yeah. let's relax <laughs> for a minute. But uh, once June hit and we did one outdoor service. Yeah. I said, yeah, I think we're going to stick with this for a while, man. So that's what we kept doing, man. So we did we did outdoor service all summer up until like the first Sunday, second Sunday in October. Yeah. And uh, then November, we had a hot day, like a 70 degree day in November. Yeah. So I said, dude, we have church outside. Like, yeah. So so that really helped with the fellowship piece. But of course, uh, outside of it being hot, our services were streamed online with just a few um, in-house to be a part of staff team or the, the couple people that come and visit. Uh, so we started doing um, gatherings as well on Zoom. Uh, initially, we were gathering every week on Zoom. So we're doing Sunday service, streaming Bible study, and then gathering every week. Because once again, COVID was so new. Right. Everybody was just on edge. So we needed to see each other's faces and stay connected. Yeah. And keep, uh, and keep talking. So now it's become a part of the fabric of our church where every other week we hop on Zoom to see each other's faces, yep. share testimonies and, uh, and things like that. And it's not streamed, so people can feel comfortable to to talk right. and, and see each other. So yep. um, we're really trying to trying to push, uh, you know, membership to be a part of that and let them know, like, you you need this. Like, if yeah. you're not physically there on Sunday, you need oh, yeah. to be on, like, you need this gathering time. You need the body of Christ. Yeah. And so um, really trying to push my members towards that, but it's been a Yeah. Pleasure. Well, one of the things that I notice is um, even when we have gathered, because we've done, like, uh, worship nights where outside, mm-hmm. you know, we've done the drive-through, not drive-through, but the drive-in worship night, yeah. um, which is great. But you don't want people in each other's faces. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you're trying to keep people, you're trying to go, hey, let's let's honor the distance, <laughs> keep a social distance, <laughs> keep your mask on. Like, so right. you don't want people just all in each other's, you know, business. And so even, you know, fellowship in that sense is a little bit, you know, limited. Right. So so I, I what I've seen is Zoom. Man, we we at the end we we take everybody off mute, and I mean we always have a group of people who don't want to get off at the end because they, you know, they're they're fellowshipping and they haven't seen each other in a while, and so you know we we make it we make it work. 
Now, I will say one thing. So, like, when we talk about, like, the good part of social media and we got the bad part of social media, and we understand that social media is, like, phenomenal. So, it does a really good job. It allows our, you know, it allows churches to reach. Uh, Our pastor had us laughing because it was, like, you know, India, Egypt. So, it's, like, everybody, we got people streaming, like, from all over the place. And they've been consistently streaming with us. Um, But just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, you like that? Yeah, I forgot, I forgot I had to throw that out there. Throw that out there, baby. I need my affiliate. <laughs> I need my affiliate fee. <laughs> yeah. I got to throw that on the screen. Go get I your same you, period. Savepeer.com. Yeah. And, and, and family, I always want to get a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> I got to no, keep but, my discount. No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but uh, the thing is that, uh, like, I've been looking on YouTube, so I'm watching you know, churches literally evolve into this social media platform. And I brought this up because basically I'm seeing this line that's being drawn and it's like, we're trying to promote Christ. We're trying to reach the community with the message of Christ. Um, But when does the line get so blurred where the branding and the marketing supersedes the kingdom? You know what I'm saying? Like, Cause we know we have to brand. We know we have to do the marketing. We know we have to do these things, but the Bible clearly tells us that whatever we're doing, we don't operate as the world does. So I know that it's branding is marketing there, but we, where's that line that will actually give the check mark to say that I'm doing, I'm branding and I'm marketing, but I am still doing it according to God's word where I'm not pushing a narrative as the world will push. Uh, but the narrative still has to be Christ. So, what do you guys think that blurred line is? And I know we all watch, we look at YouTube, me and Kellen, this actually, we talked to, we, we saw something cause I'm not a pastor basher. So uh, some people like to get on and talk about other Pat. That's not my style. Uh, but we, we both saw something. And then I said something to Kellen. I'm like, is this for real? And he was like, bro, I saw this too. And so it sparked my mind about branding. And I'm like, are we going into the branding marketing entertainment of church? Cause I see a lot of pastors now where you don't see no kind con- since there's no congregation. You literally just getting a pastor. So it's kind of easy to push this narrative of the pastor. I don't know if it's purposely done or not, but it just seems like that narrative has could have a negative connotation. So my thing is that, what do you guys think about uh, that type of, marketing and branding where you know you see the slow-mos of the pastors getting out of their cars and they're slow-mo walking through the church and slow-mo on their board you know and this is stuff to me is just funny i mean it's a little controversial people may have a little problem with it but my thing is that what is that because to me i can go right on a puffy or or jay-z and i can see that and it's like where's our line guys i said should we have this line or what do we got so uh kelly what you you go first, then AC follow up. Cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, what's funny is I feel like historically there's always been from church to church, either like pastor driven church or like ministry driven church. And when I say ministry, that's not to say that the pastor driven church isn't doing ministry, but I'm saying <laughs> right. some of the ministry defines the church. Right. So like, Everybody knows Bishop T.D. Jakes. Like when you 
when you hear Jake's, this is like you may think Potter's house, but you, you may not, right? Right. But you look at another church, like maybe a lesser known, let's say like a Brooklyn Tabernacle, right? I mean, if if you were like an 80s, 90s baby, then you knew about Brooklyn Tab Choir and like all those albums and projects and things like that. But of course, they got a great pastor, Jim Cimbala. Right. Right. So, you know, it's like depending on the ministry, you may know that ministry for one particular thing or another. Mm-hmm. I think with social media now is we get a lot more uh, personality driven <laughs> churches. And, um, you know, with that comes the temptation to always be on, to always yeah. be the cutting edge or to have the whatever the cool sermon, the the cool props. Like there's there's always the temptation to be on. And now that we can see hundreds and thousands of other leaders, it's like, man, I gotta keep up. Right. So <laughs> right. A, a lot of what we see now is like people trying to keep up. And and what makes it worse is we can see it now. Right. You see it. Vivid. Yeah, 90, <laughs> Early 2000s, like if you didn't have a television ministry, right? Then you know you you may or may not see what other people are doing, man. But right. yeah. you know the temptation is so great, and I think it's greater too for um for younger pastors. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're always going to get comparison, no matter how old a pastor is. But you don't really see it amongst the generation of pastors. Let's just say, like the pastors we grew up under, right? There was just a different approach to ministry. People didn't flaunt their stuff or flaunt their homes or 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 anything like that. But right. now there's this pressure to be on and perform. And I think that's why, uh, you know, pages like Preachers and Sneakers or Prophets and Watches, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they boom in and it, it is funny. Wait a minute. Prophets and Watches? Yes. There's oh, Watches. I haven't seen really? that one yet. Yeah, dude, I just saw that one where they show their watches and how much they cost, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, some, it's some crazy stuff. And that's the thing. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I'm like wanting to be on. Like, that's just, it's, it's I mean, and I know it's the new, to, I know we feel like we have to make this great adapt. You know, we have to adapt to what's going on. Um, mm. But the ministry as a whole, it still has to have some things. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was just crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's I feel like that's one of the one of the problems is the temptation to be on. And then sometimes this push comes from members too, right? Because the next thing they see that's on and popping and huge, they're gonna want that and they're gonna want to be a part of that. But you know, being able as a minister to be secure in what you've got and to just do what you're doing with consistency. Um, to me, that matters more. And, you know, we just got to kind of constantly have a heart check uh, to make sure that ministry is at the forefront and not not ego. And I, I think it's something we all got to you know, check into and take inventory on. Um, man, yeah, I, I, I ditto everything Kella just said. I think it, it's really about intentionality. Um, it's hard not to go, we are different than our father's generation. Um, it's just, I feel like there's just a, 
what used to, or maybe it's just in my mind, but what used to be like, you know, an older pastor and an older church. I mean, you just didn't do anything outside of the ordinary. Right. <laughs> you got a pastor who's going to preach. Uh, you've got, you know, your, your sermonic solo, like you have your, like your set, you know, your set system in which you run through um, and it's kind of universal. Now it's a little bit different because pastors, although aren't younger, but now there's a push to be creative. There's a, a, a there, there's a, a, there's a kind of a move to bring all that you are to ministry. So if you're a pastor who, who loves to be creative with your messages or your illustrations and you the pastor, then nobody's mm-hmm. going to say, hey, you know, pastor, don't, why are you hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> Let me do this illustration. I'm, I'm going to illustrate, you know, Jesus coming down, ascending the earth. And I'm going to do this illustration. Do like, that, was, that was terrible. <laughs> like, nobody's, nobody's saying, hey, I think that's over the top. I think that's too much. And I don't think you need to do that. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say don't do that. I think it has more to do with the intentionality of what you're doing. And if, if you really need that to drive the point um, in, in terms of communicating, right? Because right. like, I mean, if you're musical, if you're past, you know, I, I watch Marvin Winans, this dude break out in song and just, of course he murders anything he sings, but right. he'll just break out in a song and take his, message to the next level. Um, and, and that's his, that's his kind of thing. It's a part of him bringing that, that part of him to uh, communicate. So I can't necessarily say a pastor who's, you know, creative and, you know, takes things to the next level in his illustrations is bad. Uh, my hope is that the intentionality is real there in terms of what they're doing. Now, as far as social media, and and um, I think that's that's another area because, um, you know, a part of it is kind of uh, letting people know what's going on so they can be a part of it. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, flaunting when it comes to the church. I hope not, but uh, you want people to see what's happening at your church so they can be a part of it. So you, uh, so you post this or you post that. Uh, I think personally, I think where we get in trouble is when we do play that. Uh, I don't. It could be the the catch up game. It could be the you know who's got the best. Not who's got the best, but let me show off. My rat, my ride. Let me humble brag here. Let me right. kind of <laughs> humble brag. Is yeah, that, like, is that possible to humble, humble brag? Got my, I got my Bible open to you know twenty third Psalms with the underline <laughs> with the with the highlighter, and I got my coffee sitting there, and I'm out, and then I'm telling people that I'm reading, and I had a great time in the Word this morning. Like, yeah. I think, I think, I think you got to. Definitely, as as Kelly said, like check your heart in those areas because you're pushing a perception, yeah. and 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 what 
what yeah. you what you want to be careful is you can't you're pushing a perception that people are gonna kind of bring you up to because that's all they see. If all they see is, you know, the moments where you're doing these big, you know, you, you're speaking that mighty word, every clip, you know, people right. begin to create this, this, um, this idea of who you are. And, and it could be further from the, tr- it could be further from the truth. That's not reality. Yeah. It's the highlights. And I think we can get caught up in the highlights if we're not careful, even as, you know, pastors. Yeah. And this is a funny thing, too, is that and I remember when my son, uh, he since he plays basketball and it's like and I remember talking to a coach and he was like, yo, he said, uh, I don't mind getting a highlight reel. He said, but if you send me the full game, I can get the full story like I can get a real depiction of what and how your son plays basketball if i could see the entire game um he said but when you send me these highlights then every kid that sent me a highlight is a superstar they're all michael jordans because basically i'm only getting the michael jordan footage (laughs) i'm not getting when you missed a layup when you did this when you did that and that's the part that i look at for social media is that it allows us to be able to hide behind or create these masks you know Um, and we can see where the church, well, a lot of pastors have taken a lot of hits over the last five or six years. A lot of pastors, um, I, I know a lot of people use the words under attack, but, you know, <laughs> they're choices. You make choices and some we make good choices. We make bad choices. Uh, and so you make a decision and then the choice that you make has a repercussion behind it. So whether you want to use it and give the devil the thumbs up and say that you're being attacked is still based on your choice and your decision. Um, but one thing I have learned is that, uh, so uh, and I'm just going to read a scripture in the middle of this. It's not Bible study, but this is a scripture that we, we learned this scripture like when we were really, really young. So second Timothy four and three says for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desire, they'll gather around them at a great numbers of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Uh, so I meant I read that scripture because this is something that was kind of foretold. Like you can kind of see, and and I brought it up because basically both of you guys said kind of the same thing, which is the people are pushing. Sometimes pastors are pushed by the people to be the better of. So it's like because if you're not, then I'm gonna go over here to this other church, and you know, ultimately, from a church perspective, you know, I'm a disciple person. Like I, me, I would love to hear more discipleship. Like that's just me personally is that, you know, are we really preaching more from a discipleship? Do we use our social media platforms for discipleship? Is Are those platforms set up to actually win souls or are we just creating this persona of our church is the best church and this is what we do? You get what I'm saying? It sound like I'm saying that right because my thing is that what is the projection of the church? Like I follow Kellen, um, uh, I follow your church on 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 social media. Um, it's it's ministry driven, um, and I'm not saying yours is better than anybody else's, but I like ministry driven. I like that I see you, I hear you, but it's the ministry. It's it's always PT. It's always PT. It's always PTC. It's always PTC. And to me, and and then, you know, my, my bro AC, Saddleback is literally the exact same way. 
So Saddleback is community driven church. Like, so they do a lot of community stuff. So if they do post, it's posting more about what they're doing in the community. Like, I love to see that. Like, I love to see that we're actually doing stuff for the community, which is discipleship, which is something that we're actually reaching back to actually create an environment where people can actually look at themselves and know that they need Christ. Uh, but sometimes when I look at this stuff, it's like branding, marketing, you know, I look at some pastors now, they've been branding so long that now they got record deal, they got book deal, they got, you know, you got 400 million people following you. And so that following the likes and all of that stuff, I think, like you said, it literally, because of pride and the arrogance that comes along with it, the limelight, that has to be checked all the time. Like, you know, so my thing is, as a pastor, what do you guys do to keep yourself humble? Because mm -hmm. to me, basically, that's one of the biggest thing is a pastor is like, how do you separate yourself from knowing that you have to be in front, but still being able to keep a, hum a humble um, center? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. AC? Well, I mean, <clears throat> what comes to my mind is you're going to be held accountable to God. Um, mm -hmm. When you stand up to teach, when you stand up to lead God's people, you're accountable to him. Uh, I think it's in Timothy where he says, where he tells his people to obey your leaders. And the reason why he telling them to obey his leaders, because they are accountable directly to me, meaning oh, you lead, good. you lead my people, like <laughs> you lead my people astray. You abuse your influence. You are dealing directly. You're dealing directly with me. And I, I want my people to know that because you're also their protection. You 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 also a person who hears from me and gives to them. And so, man, that's uh, that's a big part why I didn't want to be in ministry or be like a pastor or anything <laughs> is because the weight of it. Is, it is great. <laughs> is I'm accountable. Yeah, I got Pastor Rick. I got you know we got elders, but God is saying you are accountable to me. <laughs> Get them. You are accountable to me. <laughs> right. So when I so when I see, man, you know, as you said, your influence grows and people begin to follow you because of what you're preaching and what you're teaching and people are, you're accountable for every single soul that has decided to be a part in some way, shape or form of your ministry. And, and you cannot take that, take that lightly. Paul said, it's better if there's not a lot of teachers. He's like, it's better if you don't teach. He, he, like what, how, how, is, how is that for recruiting? Right. We, we try to recruit volunteers all over the place. And Paul is going, <laughs> As he's trying to grow this church, hey, it's mm -hmm. good if, if 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 you guys are okay with not teaching because the cost, the right. cost is so high. So, so yeah. that's that that's what I think keeps me, you know, keeps me humble and 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 actually helps me have those conversations even with myself uh, in terms of, hey, I need to be. Uh, it's an this is an old word you don't hear much of, but I need to be a steward. I need to, I need to learn what a steward is and steward my influence. Uh, well, just as much as I need to steward my money, I need to steward my influence. And, and so that's what, that's what keeps me humble.
What you got there, Pastor Kellen? Yeah, man. Um, we kind of made a branding decision early on. Uh, can we call it an overall decision? I guess it was something sub subconsciously that I kept in the back of my head was I didn't want to be on all of the flyers. Yeah. For my so that when people see um, what's happening at the ministry, the correlation isn't always my face. Right. Right. And so I think for me, that's part of it. It's a reminder that though you're the pastor, this is God's church. Occasionally yeah. there'll be, a, you know, I'm on the flyer or something, but by and large, if you look at our social media, yeah, you don't see my face on anything. And it's, and it's so, so that the ministry really gets the shine. Right. You know? And so, um, that's and I can see you did that intentionally because I remember I remember seeing you when you first started it up, you were on the flyer. Mm. They had you on there. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoop, you were gone. I was and I literally thought to myself, I was like, Kellen probably was like, eh, that's too much. Like everyone <laughs> we said, okay, can't have me <laughs> posting up on a flyer. And I literally thought that I was like, he probably thought not. I mean, we got to put these out every week. And so every week you're going to have me on the front of them. And I said, he probably was intentional. Like, you know what? Let's run some without me. Cause I started seeing them come through and it was like, Jillary, you personally started pushing the PTC. Yeah. Like that was like a big, mm -hmm. I just, I remember seeing the, everybody always pushing that like my PTC community. Da, 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 and it was always yeah. a push behind. I really love that. You changed that narrative around there. Oh. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, and, you know, we grew, we all grew up in a church tradition that was really pastor centric, where the pastor is the man for everything. Yeah. And, uh, and so I guess coming in early, you know, I was trying to just really kind of rewrite that story. And COVID really helped because <laughs> nobody had church. So <laughs> right. all of the things that I mean, yes, it's like I mean, I pull up, then I walk inside, and I grab a bottle of water. Like it's so <laughs> been all the way humbled. So yeah, I just feel like to what AC said, knowing that you're serving God, that this is unto Him. That's one of the biggest things, in my opinion, to to keep a person humble, man, and. uh yeah. Now, Bishop Blake said, man, you take care of God's church. God will take care of you. Yeah. You know, take care of the church's finances. Make sure the church is up to par. Make sure make sure the ministry is thriving. You know, it's it's the book of Haggai. You build your own houses, but the church lies in ruins. Right. You mm -hmm. know, and so that's that's something that keeps me humble. And then, you know, I got people around me who tell me the truth. And uh, yeah. people, the truth will humble <laughs> The truth will humble you, man. You know, and so I, I think that's that's one of the key things. And, you know, I love the scripture. I humble my soul with fasting. So yeah. actually being engaged in spiritual discipline, you know, yeah. not just preaching about worship, but actually taking time to worship, not just teaching on prayer and the word, but spending time in those things, man. It uh, it will do a work on your heart that's necessary for this. Yeah. And I think that that's all of that stuff is like really good to help, uh, especially because of the influence uh, that comes along with. Um, being in the social media lamblight. Um, and it's not even directly, it's indirectly. Um, like you said, COVID, it kind of made everyone 
who would normally work indirectly with social media, which means that, you know, you'll post a few things here and there. You pretty much had to take the entire ministry and put it on there. And then it just takes wisdom around like, how do you market it? Yeah. Let me say something about that. Cause I think, I think that may, that may be something that um, gets kind of a negative connotation. Now we're talking about like branding, marketing. Sometimes that gets a negative connotation It does. in the church. Uh, it's a hard conversation to have because people say, well, we don't, we're not a brand, we're a church. And, you know, so, so what do we do with that? What do we, you know, and the reality is you are a brand. True. You are you are a brand. When people see if, if <clears throat> with your members, uh, if, if Kellen said, "Hey, I'm opening up another church in Westland. We're gonna have a, a campus in Westland," and your people went to the campus in Westland, and at the campus in Westland, you had I don't know, a DJ going on. <laughs> I mean, you just. <laughs> You just had everything going on. When they walk into that place, they're gonna go. This isn't. It's not PTC. Like this. This not. It's not our church. Right. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> because you may not know this, but you have you have created a brand in people's minds. So when they visit, they're expecting right that experience it to kind of right. be that experience yeah. to be a certain right. way. So whether you know it or not. You are you're branding yourself now. If you want to be smart, if you want to be a great steward, then you need to learn about branding because that's what you're doing. Uh, you're marketing. You don't want to say that word, but you are. When you right. say, when you get up and give an announcement in a service, you're marketing. <laughs> now, you if are. you want to, if you want to be a great steward of that, you get a strategy around it, right. uh, so that whatever your target is, whatever your purpose is, can be can be achieved at the maximum uh, uh, level. Um, I don't, you know, as a church, like can't apolo- necessarily apologize or, or, uh, or belittle, I don't know, that may not be the right word, but uh, play down the fact that we do need to, you know, my target is the community. If I'm doing something for the community that I need to get the word out, I want to get it out wide and far as our community lines go mm-hmm. so that, so that everybody, I, I want to get, I want to get as many people to see what's going on um, so that I can grow this, this, uh, you know, we use a funnel at our, our church in terms of terminology, but that the top of the funnel, man, I want to get everybody in the community, everybody in driving distance, our church, to something that I am putting on that's outreaching them. And I got to be strategic in that so that I can get everybody and just make an announcement on Sunday or, you know, put it in, in, into a bulletin that's going to only go to our people. Right. That's not necessarily maximizing, right. you know, your reach or your, and I think sometimes because we, you know, marketing and branding has gotten a bad term because we think it's a it's it's secular it's not we do it already yeah, i right. think we just don't, we just don't yeah. use it we just don't yeah. want to say it right I, yeah. to me when it comes to stewardship i need to be if we're going to market i want to be the best at marketing i want to i want to sharpen our skills at marketing so that we can 
reach our target. Our goal is not to be known for known sake. Our goal is to reach those for Christ who don't know him. Right. And but so also, people don't want to use the words target. Like churches, they don't, they don't want to use words like what is your target audience? Because we are in this, you know, we're in the, <laughs> we're in the business of saving souls, but you do have a target. You do have, you do have yeah, certain like you, some churches are some, uh, and I kind of learned this kind of going from, uh, you know, from one church to the church I'm at today, um, is that the church I'm at today is like really community and missions driven. Like they're missions and community driven. I mean, we are missions, dude. And so I think some churches are, uh, which I call church and church people, you know, where it's just a swap of just only you just everything that you talk about and preach about is basically around church people and only church people actually understand you like other people. The Bible clearly tells you that the world doesn't under the, the unsaved people don't understand saved people terminology. So if you're on social media and then all everything that you say is all at church, high church level, the only people who go really understand that is actually people who actually go to church or have some notion or some thoughts around church, uh, which is why Jesus really talked in parables most of the time to people who didn't understand. They don't understand if I go too deep in the spiritual thing. So I'll give them a parable so that they can go, oh, I see how that works out. And then boom, then they get it, they get saved and they get moving on. So when I look at social media, I look at it as where uh, and I think Kellen said it where 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was the church itself. So that church did its own work, but nobody really knew what you were doing and could never see it. Uh, today, people can cut right on any any device anything and look right into your front window at your church and see everything that you're doing. Uh, so you are more on display. And, uh, and I look at branding and marketing the same way as AC do. It's just that I want to talk about it because most churches don't really want to talk about a church having branding and a marketing thought process because it's a business. And then people don't think the church is a business. And so it gets, you know, it gets so murky and stuff in there, but it's like, I think if you, if you're using stewardship, Fasting and praying, like you said, Kelly, if if you're building your if you're building it around as a pastor, around the spiritual aspect of of your life. Then the natural stuff will actually work out better because it's basically going to be Holy Spirit driven. So even if you're setting up marketing and branding strategies, it's going to be Holy Spirit get driven, which is not going to have a negative connotation. Like people are not going to look at you weird in a different way because what we're trying to do is actually spirit driven. And I think you do have to look at the markets. You have to look at your community. You have to look at all of those different things. And unfortunately or fortunately, branding and marketing and targets, you know, different target marketer marketing and stuff. It's kind of part of it. Uh, like Aaron said, we, we do it. We just don't say that we do it. And when you do say do it and people get upset, you know, it's like, yeah, don't call the church business. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> You got to pay bills. Like you, yeah. it's, there's an aspect of the church that's ran like a business that does not take away or negate the Holy Spirit. It doesn't take away Jesus. It doesn't take away that stuff. But I think that COVID and then the push on this social media has really shown a lot of churches older because the younger people kind of get it. But a lot of those churches that were like the older churches, like I see 
like a lot of my uncles are online. I got, I see a lot of other people who are older pastors who are now online doing ministry. Now, are they getting it all right? And do they got the right setups and all that stuff? No, but they're really trying to work around trying to get that. So, um, well, uh, I, go ahead. I, I mean, I think um, there's some things that I think um, being able to, you know, market better your your ministry. I think some of the things that we kind of may lose in is um, how I think we lost. Did you lose, Cullen? Uh, when he comes back on, I'll pop him oh, back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he has uh, to get his phone together. I think one of the things that we may have lost, I want to hear his point on this too, but um, is before when people would be choosing, when they choose what church they're going to attend, your church really, it was more repu reputation driven. Right. And you had to have, <laughs> you know, a, a, some type of reputation. People will go, oh, what about this church? And it's kind of a word of mouth uh, type of deal. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily do that anymore because the people go, hey, what about this church looks great. <laughs> they've never been there, but they've been online and right. we're able to put our best foot forward. And so people are able to kind of, you know, pick and choose what what's kind of drawing them to it. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but I think there's something to be said about fact that there was a rep because you you had you're not just seeing a ton of mega churches pop up uh you know like mega churches is just happening there were churches with a lot of people who attended them before right like before there was social media but it was uh there was um there was a reputation you know the church had a reputation in the community so you know i think those are some of the things that we <clears throat> If, if you want to, you know, market or if you want to, you know, get the word out on what's happening to the community in your church is to center, center it around um, those things that are able to build them up, those things that are, you know, that are able to serve and and um, serve the community. Um, and, and, and that happened. When people would say, man, you know, that pastor, that church, because it was uh, reputation preceded them in the community. Uh, kind of, I was just talking about the, that now we have social media and we're able to do a lot of things. A lot of people are driven by, you know, the things that they see. Um, and before, you know, before there were big churches, they didn't have, so you know, there was no social media, but there were big churches, uh, but they were driven more by the reputation of that church, the reputation yeah. of the, the pastor that preceded them, that people come into the neighborhood or, you know, that they were, and churches were community based. And so right. that was the, so I, to me, I think that that's a value that we don't want to lose. So I would say if you're promoting, um, if you're promoting, if I if I was to give like three things, I would say first be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, second, kind of know the the purpose 
purpose behind what you're doing. But the, that third one is always um, that that um, uh, just the integrity, um, the the reputation piece that precedes you. You know, you always want to add that you know portion, and I think that's the um, that's the heart of the church. And so I think I think if you just do the flash, oh, we got this great worship team, we got this these great screens, we got the big facility, like you know, that's you know, to me, that's where we can kind of get in trouble. But when you go back to the reputation of the church, so the community, um, the people, you know, I'm always gonna scream loud for my people because we are the church and they're you know, they're serving um, so well and, and are due the honor that we give them. To me, that speaks to the reputation. So put that on display, allow that to be, you know, what, 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 draw, what draws, you know, people in and, um, when you're thinking through that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that could be something that we're kind of missing today because we have the ability to, overlooked that yeah um and we're gonna we're almost about to shut it down but uh kellen give us you know three four five six you know seven eight nine ten yeah you know saying give us uh i mean just five points man that uh that that can kind of help um continue to push you know different every all ministries that are um that are serving god and 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 really you know you know trying to really push the the word of god and 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 the love of god the right way but just you know four or five different as your you know from your perspective that uh also would help um help churches actually be able to do that you know in the most positive and and holy way <laughs> that, yes <laughs> the most positive and holy saved how can they be saved period Come on now. <laughs> Where your organ at, Kelly? Get the organ out, Kelly. Yeah, no organ. Period. Right. <laughs> right. If I could summarize a few things, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire whatever comes to mind. Um, one of the first would be there's a dying world that needs Jesus, mm -hmm. and they need to hear it. So whatever it takes, to get people to hear it, do that. Yeah. So if it's a podcast, if it's a church service, if it's you posting videos, if it's you doing tweets or statuses to encourage people, like go go forward in that, regardless of what people think. Because at the end of the day, people need Jesus, and so we should give it to them uh, using whatever medium we could come up with. Um, if it's the music, which I see what AC is doing, you know, he's rapping now and, and right. he may be one of those pastors that gets the record deal. It just is what it is. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I'm, you, out, I'm you, out here. I'm out here. No, I'm just <laughs> right. <laughs> so man, you use every strategy available. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say another would be, uh, man, be intentional about building community. So not, not just focused on the Sunday celebration, but you know, how can you connect deeper with people outside of yeah. Sunday service or 
weekly Bible study, right? So yeah. that that personal touch, I feel like, is crucial. Um, yeah, man, invest in your tools. Um, you know, for for the longest time, you know, churches, especially black churches, like we've by and large have been big on um, music. So right. we'll pay an organist, we'll pay a drummer, but now it's time to start thinking about man, maybe I need to pay somebody to like do graphics. I need to right. pay somebody to edit my videos. Yeah. <laughs> I know I need to get an, an additional editing person because right. it'd be me and another person. We'd be pulling videos down, be cutting them, and then bam, right? Oh, man. So I'm like, start You need you to know, connect investing. them with, uh, you need to connect them with Caleb to digital. Yeah. I, I, I definitely connect, connect with who? His to name digital. Caleb to digital. He does editing. He loves yeah. to edit. Hey, Editor, man, you save man. your life. <laughs> Editing is yeah, tough, send me man. That, send me that number. Yeah. Yeah, send me that number, man. Like, media is a passion of mine. So I, I find joy in it. But, you know, we're at the stage now where it's like, yo, let's, let's make the investments in areas of ministry that we would have never thought we would invest in. Right. I think that's major. You know, get get the best of whatever you can get because, you know, whether we want to believe it or not, man, we're competing with the world. You know, the world, uh, yeah, they have the best presentation. And, of course, we don't need to be Super Bowl every Sunday. But all I'm encouraging people to do is to be at your best right. at your level, whatever that is. Right. Right. Um, because the gospel presentation, it, it matters, man. So. Uh, that man, and then just engage in the disciplines that keep your heart in check. I think that's crucial, you know, not just, like yeah, not, not just, uh, you know, talking about these things, but actually living it out. And um, it's funny, man, I heard a pastor out of Arizona, um, Terry Christ, I think that's his name. But uh, a couple of years ago, man, he was just talking about, uh, you know, how some people were saying, you know, don't just. Don't just uh, don't just study. Don't just study to preach or don't don't just read the Bible uh, for a sermon. Prep. He's like, man, anytime you read the Bible, it's, it's time well spent. So he said, right. whether it's you writing sermons or doing whatever. Right. And that kind of gave me some liberty or some freedom because it, it helped me to see that all of what I do is is ministry. Like when I'm right. when I'm preparing to preach, I'm feeding myself as well. When I'm preparing for Bible study. I'm feeding myself like all of this is eating time, you know? Right. And so for me, the more content that I produce uh, to build up the congregation, man, that affects me spiritually. Yeah. So I encourage people to keep creating content, yeah. keep writing sermons, even if you don't have to preach, like keep doing Bible studies, keep thinking of ways uh, to communicate the word, write the book, do the blog posts, mm -hmm. any, anything that you can get, to publish the word and get it out there, I think this is the time to go hard doing that. So that, that's just a few of the things, man. Yeah. And uh, you got some, AC? Yeah. Just while Telen was talking, there's three things that popped up in my head. And this is, this is really to all of us. I mean, I was writing, I'm like, I need to be, I need these reminders as well. But especially if I know for uh, older churches, you know, they say, you know, you're going to grow uh, the first five years of ministry, and then there's kind of this bell curve, and you gotta, you know, project yourself to go to go to the next bell curve or whatever. Um, and so uh, these three things, I think, um, 
will keep you in a mindset of, of growth, will keep you in a mindset. And I don't want to use the word growth. I'll say the word health, healthy, because I believe healthy things grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is be a learner. I think sometimes when you've been doing something so long, it's so easy to stop learning. It's so easy to just continue to do what you have known to do forever. So you kind of have to come back and be a student again, you know, uh, be a student of church planning, be a student of, of, of what needs to happen, learn some new skills, (laughs) especially in this season. Uh, I've, I've pride myself and I even to my whole family, I said, Hey, we got nothing but time and opportunity on our hands in this pandemic. (laughs) Be a learner, learn something new. Uh, Next one is be intentional. Um, You know, nothing that you want to do or nothing you want to take to the next level is just going to go on its own. It won't, it won't go by what you've been doing or it would have already went. So, so you got to go back and get intentional about those things that you're trying to take to the next level in your ministry. And then the third thing is, I think we can sometimes get away from because we do have the internet and the, you know, the, the, the internet and social media is be about your community. Um, That's, that's where uh, the rubber meets the mold. It doesn't mean negate, you know, if God's giving you a global ministry, man, do it. But be about your community. Don't 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 have three people in the church that you broadcasting all over Uganda and all over, and <laughs> and it's just for you in there with a screen. Um, right. Right. Be about the community. Engage. Right. Don't be afraid to engage your community where you are. Here's the deal. Eighty five percent. I think statistically 85% of people don't attend church because nobody asked them. Nobody has invited them to church. Yeah. And so, and so what does that look like for you to do more than what we probably have done? And we used to do this when we were little, go door to door right. with, with tracks, tracks. <laughs> you know, these scary tracks too, <laughs> right? Where, where, t- where, where Timmy is kicking a soccer ball and then kicks right. into the street and get hit by a car and go to hell. <laughs> right. We we need better. <laughs> Again, go back to being intentional, but be about your community, reaching your community for Christ, and compelling them to come and 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 be about those three things. I think could turn anything around, even how you see what you're doing on a daily basis. So. Sweet. Listen, dude, we're at our time. Uh, this conversation was great. Um, uh, basically, just the biggest takeaway to me is uh, just being intentional, no matter what we're doing, uh, just being intentional and uh, taking advantage of this time right now. Um, we'll never get a time where we're isolated to be able to be creative. So uh, I'm with you, Kellen, 100 percent. And you, Pastor AC, is that uh, take this time to actually do something. And and there's people out there that are really waiting to hear. <laughs> like they're waiting for somebody yeah. to ask them how they're doing spiritually or how they're doing in their faith or how how can they be helped in a certain way. And you're right. Let's not take social media and only go to broadcasting all over the world. But let's make sure that we remember what we have going on right here in our own communities. And um, I think that was great. I want to thank both of you guys for jumping on. I appreciate it. Um, 
I like Fridays. I like Friday conversations, you know, saying is uh, normally we're talking about, you know, men things on here. But I, I just said I might open up Next. a Friday every once in a while where we just kind of discuss an open topic. Um, and, Next and- time when it's not when when it's not so crazy with the COVID, we can come and do this live. Yeah, we, we need a, a we need a green room. We yeah. need a green room and we need M and M's. Only green M and M's. I need aqua. I, I need Fiji. Yeah. You see I need what the good get? water. You see what these right. LA pastors. I need the good water <laughs> and what kind of carpet you got? Because <laughs> yeah, you got to import a rug in. Yeah. Hey. Hey, we're about to get out of here, man. Uh, this is the Menology Project podcast, man. And uh, thank you guys for joining in. And this is it. Awesome. Peace out. Peace.